Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Happy Sunday. What's going on? Declan Goff here. Yes, we did Wild Vent Line for the last week with Judd Zolgat and myself on Score North MN channel. But we don't sleep on Vikings Vent Line at all. I know we took last week off, but we don't take off more many off days. Not many bye weeks in the schedule for Vikings Vent Line. It makes its return this evening right here on the Purple Daily Podcast channel. If this is the first time you're finding us, thank you so much for uh, for supporting the Vikings and supporting us at Score North. Hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel. Also, uh, follow us on Instagram at Score North MN as well. We uh, pump out content there. We're obviously on Twitter and Facebook. Thank you for everyone who has been following us. We've been hitting some new benchmark highs over the last month, especially with the draft, and a really, really big appreciation to you guys for making all of that happen. Uh, Vikings event line tonight, we're going to be talking with Garrett. We're going to be a projection of win totals. We're going to talk maybe uh, what position groups are still concerning the most, and should the Vikings sign a wide receiver or cornerback. But before I bring Garrett on the screen, obviously, if you want to join a future episode of Vikings event line, shoot me an email, vikingsventline at gmail.com. And in fact... Because Garrett's going to be my only guest this evening, if you'd like to get in on tonight's show, this is going to be an impromptu event line. I usually don't do this, but if you want to get in on tonight's show, we'll see how good this executive producer skills are. Shoot me an email, vikingsventline at gmail.com, and we'll see if I can bring you on the screen with me and Garrett, and we'll break down some uh, Minnesota Vikings topics. And maybe the offseason. I know OTAs are uh, still a few, are just, just rookie minicamps wrapped up, OTAs around the corner, training camp. Later this summer, we're in that little awkward off-season of the NFL, but football never sleeps. Football's still supreme, especially when the Minnesota Wild can't find, find out how to score a goal. And the Minnesota Twins, although they win a series for once, uh, aren't really that interesting. So at that point, we still talk Vikings football. So if you want to get on, on this show or a future episode of Vikings Ventline, shoot me an email, vikingsventline at gmail.com. All right, let's bring on Garrett. My buddy Garrett here, he's down in Burnsville. He was just talking to me off the mic. He's got tickets uh, to the Seattle Seahawks game. Finally, Garrett, there's a Seahawks home game, a Vikings home game against Seattle. They're actually not going to Seattle for once in their franchise history. I know, right? It's, it's a bit weird. I think it's what the last game was 2015 here. Every year yeah. since it's at Seattle, it's, what can you do? I, I know, man. Not convert on fourth and short. 
<laughs> Fourth and two. All you had to do was just get two yards, Alex Madison, and for whatever reason, just because that's one life, job. life of Vikings fan, uh, you weren't able to do that. So, uh, Garrett, you're you're a lifelong Vikings fan. You're telling me your grandpa remembers uh, the Super Bowls. Maybe sometimes doesn't remember all the Super Bowls because you were telling me that uh, he was had maybe a couple Corona hard seltzers back in the Dizay. Maybe not Corona hard well, seltzers, but uh, some adult beverages and those adult, Super Bowl, yes. those uh, seventy Super Bowl <laughs> losses. But you and I have probably seen our fair share of NFC Championship game losses. So before we get into the questions, what is your uh, earliest memory as a Vikings fan? Earliest memory, I'm going to have to go that 9 championship game loss when Favre threw across his body. Come on, man, this isn't Detroit. This is the Super Bowl, as Paul Allen, Paul Allen would say. Yep. That's probably my earliest one, to be honest. I was about to say, mine usually mine was uh, the 2000 NFC, 41 Donut, the, and mm. the week before. So that wasn't my first football memory, but I remember the week before, the Vikings beat the Saints at home in the divisional round, Aaron Brooks and the New Orleans Saints. And that was my first Vikings memory. And then the very next week getting slaughtered, uh, 41 Donut in New York. And that began a very uh, string of heartbreaking Vikings moments and losses. So that was eight-year-old Declan. And, and now I'm, I'm still entrenched as being a Vikings fan. I'm still not giving up. Still not giving up hope at all. So I feel you, man. You and I like, and other people that are Vikings fans deserve a level of a medal of honor for what we've had to endure oh, in absolutely. our franchise. Oh, absolutely. Lifetime. Either a medal of honor or at least a purple heart from all the scars. Right. All right, let's uh, we'll, we'll kick off this first question here, Garrett. I, I, I sent you some prep notes here, and I wanted to know, because Judd and I kicked this around on Friday's episode of Purple Daily, which you can also find on Apple, Spotify, and right here on YouTube as well on our channel. Um, should the Vikings prioritize signing a wide receiver or a cornerback with their remaining free agency money? So th- they still have a little bit more money to play with here after their rookie draft class. I think the Kyle Rudolph post-designated June 1st will create up a little bit more space. What do you think? Should the Vikings maybe grab one more cornerback with uh, to put some solidifyingness on that defense, or would you rather see them maybe get a veteran third wide receiver? Because even though Jefferson and Thielen are studs, oof, it's it's pretty much open competition for that third spot. No, I um I'm of the opinion. Shot, uh, excuse me, sorry. Get a cornerback. You know, Dansler got hurt. What was it three separate times last year? He got a little bit little bit better with each game, but he got hurt a lot. You know, sign a veteran corner that way if Dansler or I'm sorry, Peterson gets hurt because he's getting up there too. Yeah. You're not, you know, out of luck, out of nowhere. So I'm leaning towards cornerback, but I could also see them trying to get in a third wide receiver. Are you are you in on the idea of Larry Fitzgerald Jr. coming back home to the Vikings or or, or is he basically at this point pretty much cooked in his career and probably wouldn't make that much of a difference on the field at the at him being so far up there in age? I think he's cooked on the field, but I think he'd be a really good locker room president or a presence for you know a really young wide receiver core other than Thielen. So I think he'd be good for the locker room, but not good for the field, if that makes sense. No, I got you on that. Yeah, it'd be a great storyline, and like you said, probably be a really cool dude in the locker room. Justin Jefferson would obviously benefit from that as well. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of would rather just – I'm not a Chad Beebe guy as long as our podcast audience knows well but I would rather just uh, give that opportunity to someone younger and probably who could make a more of an impact on the field. The Vikings did have some interest. This is from our friend Darren Doogie Wolfson and quarterback Bashad Breeland of the Kansas City Chiefs. He apparently was here last week for a visit. The Vikings made an offer, according to Doogie. Uh, Breeland, a lead like a 6'7 year pro, has played in a couple Super Bowls with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, kind of the guy you're looking for, and honestly, someone that Mike Zimmer would love to get his hands on, just like you were saying, Garrett. Like, if, if you'd rather have depth on the cornerback side because if Pat Peterson goes down, and even though Cam Dantzler had a, who had a very good rookie year, also missed some time, I would bet that he would rather have a cornerback here than try to get a wide receiver. 
No, I'm absolutely with you there. I think, you know, you can get them on a one-year, maybe a two-year deal if you talk them into it with maybe, what, one, two mil with some incentives. Yeah. Yeah, he made a million and a half last season with Kansas City, so he's probably going to be getting a, a veteran minimum type deal. You know, right. so I, I wouldn't. I can't really see a scenario where they overpay for him. And to be honest, it would probably be a um, it probably be a, a good situation for him. Let's go to this next uh, topic. Judd and I were talking about this also this weekend on Purple Daily, and it's what position group concerns you the most with this year's Vikings. So you know, the, the Vikings credit them. They got Christian Derrissaw. They got Wyatt Davis. The offensive line should be better. But I feel like also, and Judd pointed it out that we're also sleeping on the idea that, hey, just because they got two better guys doesn't mean it's obviously naturally fixed and you feel super, super comfortable going into a season with it. At the same time, you and I just brought up cornerback and wide receiver. There's obviously still a little bit of lacking depth there. What position group for you uh, concerns you the most with the Vikings? I'm going to have to go center, honestly. Because Bradbury, year three, looking more like a bust, not his fault. Well, yeah. I mean, it kind of is his fault. You, you see pictures of him. I saw this on Facebook the other day. He was in the Twins bullpen for some reason. He just he didn't look like a center. You think center, you think meat and potatoes. Right. He was he looked very uh small compared yeah. to the baseball players in there at least. He he's a you know, they drafted him as an athletic center, right? Like they drafted him as this like guy who does the zone blocking scheme and maybe not the biggest, baddest guy. Like Christian Derrissaw is a left tackle, and you can tell that dude plays left tackle in the NFL. Uh where Greg Bradbury kind of looks more like a guard, and he's smaller, and he's stocky. I'm not trying to undersell that he's obviously a National Football League player. You deserve credit for that. But I know what you mean. I mean, this is make or break for Garrett Bradbury. Uh, I mean, he had a pretty underwhelming rookie season. Last year, I don't think he necessarily took a step back, but not really a significant step forward either. Like, he'll be playing for that fifth-year option. Uh, you're good. Fifth-year option going into this season. If he, They need him. They absolutely need him to be a better center to help protect Kirk. No, absolutely. And Kirk's one of those guys, he needs a good, if not great, O-line. Yep. He needs time to step back and throw. He's not going to escape pressure. We've seen that for three years now. He's just not going to escape pressure. How do you feel about safety after Harrison Smith? You know, I know they have Xavier Woods in here that they brought him free and see. And Harrison Smith's still a damn good, as far as my indication are, is still a damn good safety. Maybe not at his prime that he was, you know, four or five years back, but he's still one of the better safeties in the league. How do you feel about the safety position for the Vikings going to 2021? I'm nervous about it. It's not my chief concern, but there's it's on the list, definitely, a top five. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like you said, Harrison's still one of the best in the league. Is he a bit slower? Yes, but he also has just that football IQ of he knows where to be and where when to be there. So, you know, he signed Xavier Woods, was he from the Cowboys? I don't Correct. remember his deal exactly. I was looking over his stats, and he's competent. He's good. Not Harrison Smith good or Anthony Harris two years ago good, but he's all right. Yeah. If one of them goes down, I think uh, I think we got some trouble on our hands. No, absolutely. That that's what I, that's what concerns me. Um, you know, Xavier Woods, yeah, should be a nice plug and play safety. He basically fills Anthony Harris's spot on the free side. But um, if Harrison Smith, who's kind of like that ball hawk and the captain of that defense, at least in the secondary side, those young corners need good safety help over the top. And if Harrison Smith were to go down or yeah, if they lost Xavier Woods, even, I mean, Ooh, you, you're basically, you might have to sign someone off the street basically to help fill that need. And that, that does concern me. And, and, you know, I told Judd to linebacker to a little bit. And I don't think it's really a concern. It's just like an unknown to me. Like every year we always say, well, Anthony Barr now is back and healthy and he should be good and he'll rush the quarterback, but then he doesn't rush the quarterback. You know, Eric Hendricks is still a, one of the best linebackers in the league, but you also lost Eric Wilson. 
you know, um, linebacker in general, I think the position group kind of does a little bit of concerning concerns for me as well. Oh, absolutely. You know, I don't think Anthony Barr is going to make that big of a difference. Zimmer uses him completely wrong. You know, if you had him in as like, what, a stand-up outside linebacker and just let him pin his ears back and just rush, mm-hmm. think of how much pressure we could generate, especially last year when our leading sack or our leading sack was in got uh, What's his name? Ngakwe. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Sorry, words are hard sometimes. Yeah. And he was only on the team, what, five, six games, and we traded him away? You got to generate pressure. You got to yeah. help those cornerbacks. That's one of the reasons why they were so bad last year, for lack of a better word, is they had no pressure. What did you think, too, about the defensive line? Just like, you know, I, I think I think that's finally fixed, and especially if Daniil's happy and good to go. Like, I know last year when they lost to Neil Hunter, I still kind of thought, well, they'll be able to still figure out ways to get after the quarterback, and they were one of the worst teams, and that's why they made the Ngakwe trade, only then to punt on it basically five, six weeks in. I feel like of all the position groups that the defensive line is probably the one that the Vikings are solidified and they should be good going into 2021. I agree with you. If Hunter's back, if Hunter's unhappy with his deal for whatever, well, I shouldn't say for whatever reason, he's highly underpaid. There's no getting around that. But if we can get him back, use some of that money we got from the post-June 1st cut of Rudolph, turn that into a signing bonus for an extension or whatever, get Hunter back, I think we have probably one of the best, if not the best, front four in the league. Oh my gosh, who lives in that cabin? What's wrong with their lakeshore? Look at all those weeds. Ugh, that is the worst cabin on the lake. Don't be such a busybody. Excuse me? They must not know about Aquaside. Is that what we use? Yep, just one application of Aquaside each spring keeps our lakeshore weed free. Shh, don't be that cabin this summer on your lake. Eliminate lake weeds this summer with Aquaside pellets. I should tell them about Aquaside. Oh, now who's the busybody? Call 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. Yeah, you know, the Daniel Hunter situation is just kind of so interesting because he's extremely underpaid. He kind of made a fuss about his contract, too, after the neck surgery. You know, he delayed the neck surgery. It's definitely, I don't think it's on thin ice as it was maybe when we first thought this was coming down, you know, midway through the season when he first got the surgery and there was a tweak and then it turned into this, you know, drama. But at the same time, I, I, the, the number one priority, you know, you and I were just kicking around, hey, should they sign a depth cornerback or a depth wide receiver? Probably the the biggest remaining offseason checklist is keeping Daniil Hunter healthy. Like, those pass rushers at that age are hard to find. And I know he's coming off significant surgery, but he's basically going to be the linchpin that gets after the quarterback. Like, you need Daniil Hunter probably more than anyone else on the defense. Oh, absolutely. You know, last year without him, just look how bad our front four was. If you don't have somebody at least half as good as Hunter, because I'm not completely sold on Shamar Stefan. Mm-hmm. I think he's a good rotational guy. I don't know if he's your main guy you want there. For sure. And you can't count on your nose tackles, your three tacks, whatever, generating pressure every down. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think Mike Zimmer, I had a little bit of an eye-opening experience for me because I just figured even though they lost Neil Hunter that they'll still be pretty solid and getting after the quarterback. He's, he's still a, a defensive guru, but then you kind of figured out how important – a, a legitimate pass rush is for the Minnesota Vikings. And historically speaking, at least in our lifetimes, you know, they, they've had very, very good pass rushes all going all the way back to Kevin Williams and Pat Williams from when I was a younger kid. And they've always figured out ways to get after the quarterback where last year um, that was not the case at all. Yeah. You need, you need to know Hunter to eat, man. You absolutely do. Uh, let, let, let's go over the Viking schedule here, Garrett. Cause I, I know uh, you were excited to talk about win totals here and the NFL schedule came out just a couple weeks ago. And we know who the Vikings finally will be playing this year. You and I talked about earlier that they finally get a home game against the Seahawks. That'll be their first one. Um, first home game in week three, they start on the road back to back. 
what does your gut tell you? What's, what's your instant reaction? How many wins do you see on this Viking schedule? See, for me, it all depends on Ro- if Rodgers is on the Packers. If he's not, mm-hmm. hands down, win the division, 12-5, and five, hate the new play, or hate the new structure. I hate it. I hate the odd <laughs> numbers. I hate it. Yeah. But if Rodgers is gone, like you guys have been saying, no excuses. You need to win the division. If you don't win the division with Rodgers gone, everybody should be gone. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I think uh, in general, if, if he's not playing, like I, I can't see a situation where the Vikings aren't the favorite going into the going into the division. Like if Rodgers is indeed gone, it's Blake Portals or Jordan Love. You know, the Vikings should absolutely uh, roll through the division. What about Chicago? Do you think even though they get Justin Fields, do, do you still feel like they can probably still threat for the division? Uh, yes and no. Their defense has always been really good against Minnesota, but you know, Jordan Love doesn't, or not, I'm sorry, not Jordan Love, Justin Fields doesn't really scare me rookie year. Could he be dynamic and stuff? Absolutely, but I think he needs a year or two to really, really, you know, mm-hmm. scare you, yeah. if that makes sense. And I think, like, even though the Vikings have, I believe, according to opponent winning percentage, you know, they have a very tough schedule. I believe it's the fifth hardest in the NFL. It kind of looks like the way it shakes out that it's actually pretty favorable. There isn't, like, a tough stretch. Last year, you know, when you had to go to Tampa Bay and New Orleans, like, that was a gauntlet. It, it basically cost you the season. I know you lost it at home to the Bears, too. That played in the factor there. But in general, there isn't, like, a, a tough portion on this schedule. So even though the opponents last year were pretty dang good, I think the Vikings kind of lucked out with how it laid out. Oh, absolutely, especially after that, what was it, one and five start, one and six start, where Kirk, you know, you could have had anybody back there, and it would have been better than Kirk, at least mm-hmm. that stretch. And then he, after the bye, came back. It's really started killing it. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, he absolutely stepped back up after a disastrous start, and they needed him to because, my God, yeah, that was – you can put the majority of those, that one and five start, completely on him. He was he was abysmal. Uh, you know what? We got an extra guest here. We got our guy Ryan who just popped into the screen. Ryan, go. what's there going go. on, man? You got us okay? Yeah, how's it going, man? Good, man. How are you? Good, man. I, I watch you guys' show just about every day. Uh, Love it. Thank you. Maybe not live, but uh, I, I definitely get on here quite a bit. Uh, trying to catch up and, and keep up to current matters. You know, I'm not I'm not a football guru, but I do love the Vikings. How long have you been a Vikings fan for? Man, since I could, since I knew how to watch football, since That's I knew right. what football was. I mean, there was a, there was a short period of time back when you know Troy Aikman, Emmitt Smith, and all those guys were on the Cowboys, where I, I really liked the Cowboys. But then I, I realized how dumb that was, <laughs> and uh, and I jumped back to my original team. Uh, but I mean, they were just exciting to watch, right? When you got Troy Aikman, yeah, Emmitt Smith, sure. Dion. Sanders, I mean, just that whole lineup, they were all-stars, right? It was like you had the all-star team all all on the Dallas Cowboys. Did you did you grow up in Minnesota then, or you, do you reside here? Yes, yes. I'm, uh, I live uh, in North Minneapolis, man. So Okay, I'm, cool. I'm in the area. I'm actually go- I'm going to the Cowboys game this year. It's uh, right nice. after my birthday, there you go, so there I just you bought go. four tickets. So I'm going to the Cowboys game. Hopefully we can pull that one out. Absolutely. I, I, I will say that in the games that I've gone to, we're 3-0. All right, we're three and zero while I've been at US Bank Stadium, so I'm hoping that my presence there will will help pull it through. So Minnesota Vikings, uh, you know, sales ticket reps. If you are watching Purple Daily right now, you know, get Ryan and get Garrett into the get get them into the and uh, US Bank Stadium so we can just stay undefeated at a uh, home for the for the remainder of of our lifetimes. That'd be great. Yeah, man, you gonna give me season tickets? I'm on that. <laughs> Let's go. I'm not fully undefeated. I'm only three and one. So okay, okay. I was there that uh, 2016. Colts loss. Okay. Oh, that was a bad one. That, that was, was bad. That was we that lost was a, at halftime. Yes, I can't that was do a, that. that was a ball breaker. I remember that well. Uh, Ryan, what what do you about you, man? How many wins when the Viking schedule came out? When you saw it, 
What was your first kind of gut reaction? How many wins did you see for the Vikings this season? Man, I think we're – I mean, to, to be honest, probably we're probably going to be 10-7. and seven. Maybe 11-6 if we, if we do really well. And, I mean, there's some things that could turn around. There's, there's always some, you know, like, yeah, if the Packers – if Aaron Rodgers leads the division, which the more I hear about it, the less likely that sounds, um, then we could, you know, end up getting 13 games. Who knows? Um, you know, because I mean, a, a lot will go into that, right? If if we beat the Packers and then, you know, we we kind of get our get it together a little bit, you know, coming into the next game, we'll have some steam underneath us, and maybe we win that next game that maybe we wouldn't have. I don't have the schedule up in front of me right now, but you know, you know, when when you're coming off a big win like that, or or a win against a, a big division rival, uh, sometimes that that builds steam that helps you push through the next guy. So. Uh, that that would definitely help our situation a lot, I think. Yeah, I think ten and seven is probably the safe route right there. I mean, ten if 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 you get you know, I think Garrett, you said twelve and five, right? Is that what you, you said? Uh twelve and five if Rogers is gone. If he's yeah. here, ten and seven. For sure. And I and I love the optimism there. And and to be honest, if they go twelve and five in this schedule, like that's that's awesome. You know, that that'd be a humongous win. I think tempered expect expectations are can be, you know, kind of okay just because you're coming off that awkward year and you were under 500 and in general Zimmer teams have tend to bounce back in uh in odd number years so I, I think they should be a playoff team they definitely should be especially if Rodgers is gone there's really no question for them not to win the division uh but Ryan what do you think should, should the Vikings maybe sign maybe one more position depth player and then and, and is there someone in mind that you'd like to see or a position group that you'd like to see addressed uh kind of before training camp builds, picks back up in in late July Might have lost Ryan there on connection. Yeah, it's frozen. Oh, lost him there. That's okay. Hold on. I'll get him back on in a minute. No, it happens. It happens uh, on, on the connection. You know, sometimes you you think about uh, you think about all the Vikings teams and all the situations that they have going on for you, and it can make you speechless. You know how many times? Oh, have I've been, been there. How many times have uh, you been left speechless, Garrett, by a Vikings performance or a Vikings situation? It happens, man. Oh, too many. He had yeah. some good points, though. He had some really good yeah. points. Here, let me uh, let me let me pop this dude back on the screen here. Ryan, do you have us okay? Go. Yeah, I, I switched positions. I might I might be having a little bit of bad service here in my house. No. I got one little it's little spot good, where I kind of have my desk in my office that I get bad service. So yeah, I yeah. Spots here. Um, no, I, right I really now, think yes. you can hear me now. Yep, we're good. Yep, you're good now. All right, uh, I think we're missing a few. Uh, a, a little depth in a few areas still, honestly. I mean, I think that the linebacker position leaves some questions open for me, um, especially if Barr doesn't stay healthy. I can't even I can't even name anybody else that's on the roster besides Barr and and uh, Hendricks. You know, so, I mean, w- what happens if one of those two guys are gone? You know, like I've been playing Madden lately, and I'm like, I don't even know half these guys' names. <laughs> you know, with the updated charts, and it's like. That makes me worry. Uh, cornerback, I feel like, yeah, we've improved a lot. Um, but with some of the questions still out there with, you know, with the whole uh, – is it Dantzler, right? Mm-hmm. Or no, no. Yeah, I, you know, who knows what's going on with that. So – and I don't think that the guys that we have are that great. Is Patrick Peterson, is he going to play every snap? I, I mean, he's a depth guy. He shouldn't be playing every snap, in, in my opinion. He's still good. I think he still has some gas in the tank. But if we overuse him, we're going to – we're going to ruin him before his time's up. I mean, if he plays, you know, 
50, 60% of snaps, I think that he can make it two years in the league still and still at a high level and not just be a washed up guy on a team. You know, um, I think that our line still has a lot of questions on it. I, I still, I'm not comfortable there. I'm just not, I, uh, you know, yeah, we made some big improvements, but everybody's like, Oh, we got these two guys. We're good. Yeah. But you know, you know, halfway into the season when we start getting some injuries, you know, then it's like, well, now Dakota Dozier's on the field playing right guard, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, God. or you know, maybe he ends up back at left guard because I mean, you know, the the rookie he's got uh, some some history of injuries, so you know, who knows if that holds up. So it's it's I, I I'll say this in my time of being a Vikings fan, which has been a really long time, and and and. A shorter time that I paid attention to the offseason as much as I have. I think that this is the first year that they made the moves that me as a fan thought they should have. Yeah. Like, I really thought, like, during – I mean, d- during the whole draft, I was, like – I was just astounded at the <laughs> way it shook out. He he literally picked every player in the order that I thought he should, and I thought Kellen Mond was a fantastic pick. He's one of the, you know, two quarterbacks that I would have had – uh, picked um, some of the quarterbacks that went ahead. The, the, the kid from uh, North Dakota <laughs> is that what Trey Lance? Lance, yeah, Lance. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not, I'm not hyped on that. When people are like, "Would you take Trey Lance?" Hell no. Yeah. Look at uh, look at Wentz. I think he's not as good as he was cracked up to be because mm-hmm. North Dakota is a second-rate school. I mean, they're not playing Alabama. They're not playing, you know, the the big-name schools in this. You know, you can't can't put a kid in there and be like, oh, well, he was pretty much undefeated in college. Yeah, but he played high school teams. Right. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's cool that NDSU has definitely built, and, and they definitely – I think they had three yeah. players drafted this year, and, and they're on the come up. But at the end of the day, I trust – yeah, I trust guys who are playing the SEC. I trust guys who are playing the Big Ten, even the ACC, yeah. before I'm trusting what's happening, you know, in, in North – in the Big West or even – a division two, division one, two A school. I'm not not all in on that. Um, really quick, Garrett, I'm gonna give you 60 seconds for our shout out here because you were the one who committed to me first, and you you and I were bu- uh, going back and forth 15 minutes here. So I'm gonna give you 60 seconds for a shout out. By all means, man, uh, give one last take for us. Uh, first off, I want to thank my dad for getting me into this uh, emotional roller coaster that is Vikings sports, <laughs> Vikings football. Um, you know, my biggest one of my biggest concerns coming into the year is our kicker. Who's gonna be our kicker? I don't even. I don't know who the kid is. They say he's good, but they say that every year. So, Yeah, dude. That's another one, too, where Greg Joseph, I think it's Greg Joseph who they brought in, and we all know what Vikings kickers can do to our psyches, and I wouldn't be shocked at all if someone else is brought in. Like The fact they're just like, oh, yeah, we're good. We got a kicker. We're fine. We're going to be completely okay. We got our new kicker. Everything's good. And Zimmer likes to do this, too. He just he, he despises kickers with all of his hearts, and I feel like he alienates them, and I wouldn't be shocked at all. If um if someone else is brought in to help some kicking competition, who's out there to all. bring in right now though? Aren't that's they a all... that's a good question though. I, I feel I'm not I don't know anyone off the top of my head, but I I bet there's some veteran. You know, I know Kai Forbath is still available. I know he couldn't make an extra, he couldn't make PATs for us, but he was making big field goals in the playoffs. So that's true, you can that's true. you can you can definitely still find someone. I I'd be shocked, man. Vikings kickers, for God's sakes, you know this will be a what. I don't even want to speak it to an existence, but it'll be 11 and six year in the wild card weekend. And all we have to do is hit a chip shot. And we know we have seen that play before we have seen how that one has finished. How would you they feel cut, about if they put the, if they put the kicking team out on the field in that situation, I'm just going to go hang myself. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. It's like, don't be- even put them on the field. I don't trust it. 
It'd be brutal. I know that's where, like, we were talking off, uh, Garrett and I were talking off mic before we started about the fourth and two situation in Seattle last year. Uh, Madison just needs, you know, two yards, and I know he didn't get the two yards. I felt a hell of a lot more comfortable just going for going for it. Just go for it on fourth down. I don't want to put a kicker out here. I don't want anything to do with that. How would you yeah. feel about a 47-year-old Vinatieri then? Uh, I don't think Vinatieri can kick anything past 35 yards. I really don't I, think so. I don't know if I, I got I him on it. my Madden team. He's doing great. Is he doing great on Madden? <laughs> I love that. At least, he's, at least he's hitting video game kicks, for God's sake. Yeah. I, 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 there should be some function, too, on Madden where, like, Vikings clutch. Like, if you're a Vikings kicker, it just – it the accuracy button is just like in the yeah, just all sliver <laughs> or like you can't even, you can't even hit it just because, Oh, Nope. You wear purple. And that's not how it works. Um, Garrett, Ryan, guys, thank you so much for uh, joining me here on Vikings Ventline. Ryan, I know you joined last minute. Appreciate you supporting man and, and keeping up with us. And Garrett, thank you so much for uh, coming on Vikings Ventline. If anyone who's watching in the comments wants to get in on a future show for next Sunday or in, in, in future Sundays, please shoot me an email vikingsventline at gmail.com and I'll lock you in to a uh, future show. And if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel. We'll be pumping out daily Vikings content still every single day, seven days a week, uh, even throughout the offseason. So we'll have plenty of things for you to catch up on. And in the meantime, thank you very much to Garrett and Ryan and Skull.